All right, guys, welcome to the next episode of Big Guys, Little Ties. Nick Fikedi here with Jordan Myers and our guest, Jarrett Brock. Uh, Want to give a little uh, intro first. Um, so, guys, uh, we can, we can, uh, you can check out the podcast on Spotify, on RadioInfluence.com. We're here with Jason Floyd in the studio as well, too. Um, hit us up anytime. We'll be on social media, uh, or we are on social media with Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, we have merch available now too, uh, which I'll put out more for that as well too. T-shirts are available and we'll be getting into that more and more, uh, as we go. So I'm going to introduce our guest today. We got, we're here with Jarrett Brock. What's up, Jarrett? How you doing? All right, man. All right, I'm going to talk a little bit about you real quick, and then you can jump in and fill in the blanks, whatever, just <laughs> what I know. So Jared, Jared and I, are, uh, and Jordan, we all work together for a period of time. Jordan has since moved on to a, a new venture, which is cool. You know, we're all still in the same industry, though. Yep, yep. Um, uh, Jared is a local Tampa boy, uh, born and raised in the area. Um, he's been, so he's a former boxer. All right, which make which gives a lot of credit, and he's had the uh, this this story because just getting to know him over the year, over this past year that I've worked with him at Scores, he's been at Scores for what ten years now? Is that twelve. It? Twelve years. Okay, been at Scores for twelve years. All right, so I, this, I took a two year break, or about a year and a half break, right. to get into a custody battle, but we, okay, it's a long one. All right. <laughs> yeah, dude, and that's and very then, rare in the RNA, uh, in our industry. If you're unaware, is like twelve years is a long time. Yes. To be especially like at one club, it's not something that happens very often. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, yeah, that's that's very rare. And and then the thing is too, so we have we have these we get these conversations, we have these great talks all the time. And uh, man, your story is just phenomenal, dude. Like I just I, I'm just like drawn to your stories all the time. But um, former boxer, uh, born and raised in Tampa, you've been you've lived in different countries, you've done different things, you've serve some time, yeah. you know, and these are all, all things that, um, I think people would love to hear and I love hearing about it. So, um, so let's, let's just ask you. So, so, um, you're, where you're, you're born in Lutz, right? I was born right next to the, the Buccaneer stadium. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Nope. About right as Tampa right as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and to think to work for 12 years, yeah, like right by a the mile away from there. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty that's crazy. That's a quarter to think. of my life. I worked right next to where I was born. Yeah, it didn't go far. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where crazy. I was born. So, all right, man. So, so growing up, uh, but so you're born. So you're born in Tampa. You grew. Did you grow up in Lutz, or did you yeah. grow up north? So it's North Tampa. Yeah. Well, yeah, Lutz. Yeah. 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 Okay. Born, born and raised in the same house, man. Okay. My parents still live there. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Which high school did you go to around here? Gaither. Gaither. Okay. All right. Gaither High School. Nice. All right. Wrestled them a few times, I think. Yeah. Which high school did you go to? I went to Land O'Lakes and Sun Lake, but Sun Lake's like a new one. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, man. So, so tell us. So, how did you like? How did you get involved uh, with boxing and stuff? Like, what was a uh, um, man? I uh, I remember one time I, I I was asking my dad to teach me how to fight, and uh, and he brought me out to the driveway, and basically all he was showing me was a jab. He okay. Just kept telling me you, you jab them. Okay. You know, okay. Uh, and uh, so that always stuck with my head. And dude, my grandfather, man, he was he he watched every boxing match. He recorded them on VHS, okay. and then I started taking his VHS tapes and replaying boxing matches. And um, <clears throat> okay, you know, so I just kind of 
I don't know, man. I always kind of liked it. Yeah, you had a, yeah. just a natural drive towards so, it. That's but, a lot of effort. Absolutely, right. too. But it was in the blood, too, right? Like, didn't your grandfather do some boxing? Oh, yeah. He, yeah. he, he, um, I got a gold watch from a tournament that he won. And it has his name engraved in the back of it and stuff like that. So okay. that's pretty cool. And he, uh, I think it's called a merchant marine, but he was like the head guy on sailing ships. And they would train while they were on the water. And then when they would get when they would get to shore somewhere, they they box. Yeah. And I believe the guy he was with sometimes he would have to box his friend because there was no opponents for them to box, but they still wanted to get paid right. for doing it. Right. So, right. Okay. Okay. Um, so yep. the, so his merchant marines. This is like uh, like like World War Two after World he War Two. He was in World War Two. Okay. Right. Yep. And um and I was surprised because I I didn't know exactly the extent, but when he did pass away, like man they. They brought him like a, a American flag encased in glass, and yeah, you yeah. know he they 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 you know they, they did were, it right. Yeah, yeah. He was he was a big guy, and he got a medal for um, transporting a bunch of military stuff through the Mediterranean Sea during the heart of it, or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. He was in there. So. I I could just imagine being on a ship because you know like people on the ship they have all this free time, right? So they yeah. make people like mop the decks and and do all kinds of shit. Yeah. And I can imagine that with your grandpa like occupying a lot of time with boxing and stuff, right? Yep. yep. You know, dude. A funny thing about that, real quick, is he had a uh, his his guy. All right, um, was. Like I don't know what you would call it a deckhand, okay. like like way down the totem pole. My my grandfather's the, the head honcho of the ship. I mean, he's the captain. He's right. Yeah, yeah. But um, they would train together and stuff like that. And he said this guy would bring suitcases of hemorrhoid cream okay. onto the ship with him, and he would rub his entire body down with it. <laughs> like why? He, he he thought it made his his skin harder, and thought he it made him. You know, okay. that's the secret to being so, a tough guy, huh? I don't know, man. He, <laughs> yeah. he, I mean, he said the guy was nuts. He okay. said the guy was absolutely nuts. I wonder so. if there's like different ones. He's like, no, nah, that one tastes like shit. Dude, I don't even know, man. It's a little salty. But yeah, he he said the guy was he said the guy was crazy, man, and he he didn't like he didn't like it when they had to go at it. So okay, yeah, he's covered in hemorrhoid cream. Like I don't, maybe that's why. So don't, yeah, you don't want to fight that guy. No, dude, you won't you get a hemorrhoid. Mess, let me tell you. You don't, don't want to mess with that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So okay, so so he's so he's traveling around World War Two, different stops, probably po, uh, pre and po, or not pre, but during and post World War Two. Yep. You said they would stop and they would they would fight people at different ports, right? At different, right, like okay. any type of local boxing that's matches, hard, contest, man. anything yeah. like that. So that's what's up. That's yep. cool. That's that's uh, traveling boxer, man. Yeah. So I always um, it was funny because he would always tell me you you would be a heavyweight. You know, and he was smaller. Okay. He, he was a lot smaller than me. Okay. Um, I, I was bigger than him whenever I was 13 years old. Okay. Uh, okay. So um, he didn't like that. <laughs> you yeah, know, okay. but he, he made <laughs> me well aware that my size did not matter. Yeah. You know, but it was a, um, a, a we had a real good relationship. But he, okay. um, you know, and, and he would always tell me that. And then I remember watching the Holyfield Riddick Bow. Oh yeah, and I was thinking to myself, "There's no way I'm doing this. Okay. <laughs> like, there's no way. Freaking. Whenever worse. I get old, right? You know. Yeah. 
But um, but then just you get older, man, and something just clicks and your confidence goes, you know. Yeah. And then you actually start doing it. You hit yeah. a couple people and, and knock them out, and you're like, oh, my God, I can do that, you know. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Well, you know, I imagine, you know, a lot of times it's like uh, it's an event that happens in life that causes you to to do something you know what i mean most people well, don't do things until they have to you know what i mean well also so so i was all, i was always really intrigued you know i really loved boxing just the sport of it yeah um but then as uh as i got older we had you know we i, I hung around a, as rough as you can get in loots i guess you would call it but i i hung around a rough crowd and uh and just something in my head always i was never scared of anybody i was never but i knew i couldn't beat them Right, I see. But I knew there was an answer to that. Okay. You got to train yourself. Right, right, right. And uh, and I, I think what happened is, is because um, I had one guy that, that I, always, I always told myself, man, if I get into it with this guy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking smash him. Okay. And, um, and whenever I was young, there was a couple times where I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not backing down from you now because I, I'm scared of you. I'm backing down because it's not time yet. I so whenever you. it's time, I'm going to be ready. And. You know, then um, I, I started boxing and I started learning, you know, what I was doing and stuff like that. And uh, and then I, I got in two fights okay. that got me in trouble. Okay. You know. Um, when you say in trouble, like, I mean, I already know, but legally, like, you were, right. yeah, so, so yeah, tell guy, us what happened. So, guy, uh, well, it's interesting because I, there was a girl in high school and I used to go a different route to get to my class so I could walk by her. Right, yeah, of course. And, uh, I had and I had, I had no idea. One night at a party, she got, she's been dating my friend. I don't want to say any names because I don't want, you know. Right. But yeah. she's dating my friend, man, um, that I grew up with. And his dad's, like, head honcho in the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. And um, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I know him. I grow up with him. She's been dating this guy for a year. And then she comes up to me one night at a party and it just tells me she's infatuated with me and all this stuff. And I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, oh, my God. So um, so I I took her to my house, man. We spent the weekend at my house. Okay. All right. You know? All right. And, um, and then we ran into my friend and that guy, all right, at, at the McDonald's up where I live in Lutz. And that guy being her, her boyfriend? Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her okay. ex. Yeah, her ex now. Yeah. And, um. You know, so no. so he, uh, you know, he he's like, what the fuck, you know? And she's like, let me talk to him. So me and my other friend go outside. I'm telling him what happened this weekend. Is that how he found then, out? Like, not no, he didn't. Okay. He didn't know anything like that yet. Like, I don't know what she said to him in there, but they came out the front door like fighting each other. Okay, at the at the McDonald's. Yes. Okay. And he rears back, dude, and throws a straight right hand and punches her in the chest. Oh. But from behind, as tall as I am, it looked like he hit her right in the chin because of the way her head went down. I see. So still, uh, so yeah, he's still hitting. So man, I I crow hopped over the top of her, dude. Whenever I hit him, um, it it. It was just, I mean, he, he went down, and, and I started to yell at him, but I noticed, like, it looked like the bottom teeth had separated. The whole Ooh. gum, that whole U-shaped bone, it completely snapped in half. And my other friend told me, he said, Jarrett, when you hit him, it sounded like a two-by-four got snapped. Yeah. And, um, and you know, and I, I've been boxing. haven't really been in any street fights like this. You know, I haven't yeah. really gone off on somebody, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, um. And when he was on the ground, I just saw it, and I was like, oh, shit. You know, and I, I know the guy, right. you know, so this was really, 
his mom was screaming at me whenever she saw me like it was yeah, you know it was yeah, it was, it was a messed idea. up situation yeah yeah um so i got in trouble for that and i i got the judge let me out good old judge heinrich in hillsborough county he lets me out and um and uh i get into a uh I, I i end up crashing my motorcycle i got road rash all over me i'm you know wearing scrubs and stuff as soon as i can leave the house you know a couple of weeks later I go to a party. Um, I like to smoke weed. I do now. I like to back then. So I took, we were at a little college party and at a campus, and I, I took a, a very small steak knife from this brand-new little knife kit that's never been touched that the college kids' parents probably bought them. I took that, and I, I took it out front of the, of the place, and people are all around. I, I cut a blunt open. I put the knife in my pocket. I, 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 you know, I, I roll it. I'm smoking it with a girl. I look over, and one of the guys from from Lutz, one of my friends, I guess I'd say, not anymore. I guess I don't know, but he, uh, he, he, he's got three people in front of him about, about to jump him. Okay. So, so I run over and I, I hit the first person. He's not even. He don't even see me, and he's he's flat. Um, the second person, we square up, and um, and I, I got him right right on the button. He he falls. And I turn and there's like five more people running. Oh, and my yeah. friend, my friend is he's he took off. And I'm oh, in like God. a, I'm <laughs> in like a college a, party. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. in like an apartment complex Thanks, and I'm kind of up against the, the um the wall there. And uh, two of the guys actually pulled out knives. They had knives in their hands. And uh, and all that all that clicked in my head was, I got one too, you know. Yeah, I and I, I pulled it out. I, I reached out like I was throwing a right hand. But I had the knife in my hand, yeah. and I hit the guy right in the face, man. It took off the tip of his ear, went all the way through his through his face, Damn. through his nose. Did the punch connect, or was it, did you no, miss no, on purpose? It was all, you, just, dude, you just slashed and, him. And I, I never, you know, you would think you would, like, a razor-edge knife, but it's this serrated, is a serrated. Though. This yeah. is made to cut, like, and I, it didn't, you, made to you cut know. Meat. And I hit him with it, man. I just watched a piece of his face just, like, it just drooped. Yeah. And he and he holds his face, and now everybody's just looking like, what the fuck? So I take off running because they're not even paying attention to me now. I, I'm running through the parking lot. I'm trying to get to my car. Actually, I drove that night. The friend that took off running, it was his car, but I don't know where he went. So I had his <laughs> keys, so I was trying to get to this car. All right? And um, on the way, another one of their friends jumped in between me, you know, and I reached out with the same thing, and I hit him on the side of the neck. And it, and it cut him on the side of the neck. And whenever I saw him grab his neck, I, it, I, I looked down. I'm like, I'm hurting people with this. Like, I, I could. it happened so fast, and I threw the knife. But then the guy just cut on the neck. He still wants to fight with me. Oh, shit. And, um, and I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm Bruce Lee or something, but I, I, I knocked him out. Yeah. And I got to the car, and by the time I got to the car, everybody's rushing. They're hitting everything, doing all this yeah. stuff. And, um. You know, so I, I. So you're inside the car when this is happening, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I and tire, like tire gets slashed, and I'm driving down the road on a flat tire. Oh, but my friend had a mobile home that was literally right around the corner. But I know they didn't know where that. You know, so I pulled in there, and next thing I know, man, um, the next morning I'm at my friend's mobile home, and the cops pull up, and I'm, you know, now the ju judge Heinrich's like, "Hey, man, you're not getting out. Oh, you know, you're not getting out." And um, the the girl that I initially got in trouble for within three months 
was doing something with somebody else, and I heard she started, you know, snorting coke and stuff and getting into that whole mess. And uh, let me tell you, man, it really made me think. Um, you know, before you ever go and jump in front of a bullet for somebody or you ever say you'll die for this person or a girl or something, make sure you're cool with knowing that while you're in the grave, within a year, some yeah. other guy's enjoying his life with her. Yeah. I hate to say it like that, man, but it, yeah, until, you, until, you get, lesson, until you get into that situation, you're, you, you know, yeah. like, it, it, you know, you, you got to think about that. Which, so. which is a fact of like, you know, like men, like men have a tendency to do that, to be the protector, to be the hero, right. to be the savior. You know what I mean? And just a numbers game. It's probably going to go the way you just said, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, no, dude, like, it's it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You know, just, if, if you, um, yeah, it, it uh, Damn, that's man. a hard. Yeah, that's a hard, hard one to think about. Damn, that's and, a hard, uh, that's a tough couple of weeks. So, all right, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. no, it, dude, it, trust me, man. Your case of the Mondays. I, you, when listen, when I was in county jail, my hair was falling out of my head. Yeah, just like some my, stress. My, yes, my hair was falling out of my head while I was in county jail, and all this was going on. A, a damn kid that I ended up meeting. That's been in and out of prison way more since he was 15. He's been locked up. It was um, two years. Then he was out for, for two months. Then he went in for three years. And then he was out for six months and ended up stabbing somebody in Ybor City with my knife. Oh. With my grandfather's knife, actually. A bone-handled knife of my grandfather's. So I got sucked into that ordeal. I see. You know? It was just, dude, it was a hectic time, man. Yeah. It was It was absolutely crazy. So... But um, you know. So, well, okay. So all right. So so that happens. You get you get uh, obviously you get sentenced to two time. two year two years five years probation. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So man, so that's crazy. So is that effective immediately? Like you got to go right away, kind of thing, or do you have like a waiting period? Like you're in the county waiting to go, or so I had got that's crazy. I had gotten into a fight in Cocoa Beach, right after I turned eighteen. Okay. They arrested me, but I just I got out and I I came back here. Right. So I didn't know. So they um uh after I got sentenced, I didn't know this, but they I know the I know what time the bus comes and how it works. Man, someone came up to me at twelve o'clock at night and said, Hey, it's time you pack your stuff, it's time. I'm like, Whoa, where the hell am I going? And it's a um oh, what the hell is it called? It's like a transportation bus where they're just picking people up from one place to another and, yeah. and we went all the way down to South Florida. It took thirty six hours. Damn. On this bus to go from Tampa down to over to uh, Brevard. Then I was in Brevard County Jail. While I was in Brevard, I wasn't there but for two weeks. But everybody kept saying, man, you better hope you don't go to the Brevard prison. That's like gladiator school. That's the JIT camp, you know. And uh, then <laughs> OCI came and got we got brought to OCI and then sent over there to Brevard. What's OCI? What's that called? What's, what's That's that? uh, the Orlando Correctional okay. Institute. It's, okay. it's a reception center, so everybody goes there first, and then they put you in your main camps. I got you. So, um, and boy, sure enough, man, I got brought to Brevard, man, and that was... Uh, oh, <laughs> dude, just that like was they said, nuts, huh? Oh, man. Oh, man, on the bus ride, I'm, I'm telling these guys... <laughs> These other white guys, I'm like, listen, dude, we better stick together. There's only four of us. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care what happens. We better go in there. And, and you know, I was young, you know. Yeah. I didn't know. Scary planet, man. I could imagine. Dude, as soon as we went in there, those guys checked in. They were gone. Oh. I swear to God, out of 71, I think 71 people in Mike Dorm at Brevard, I was the 
was the only white guy. But man. oh man, but yeah. that made you popular. You make a lot of friends and stuff. Oh, dude, it. Uh, I mean, but you know, I I take medication now, so I'm way calmer. You know, so back then I was, <laughs> I definitely wasn't going to go sit in a box. I'd, yeah, you know, yeah, to feel you. safe about myself. So I got you. Was, so when you say they checked in, so they checked into like protection kind of thing. You yeah, have, you, you have you, an option to. Well, you go to a dorm. It's it's kind of like the whole. You know, you guys get walked to lunch by yourselves. You you know, you don't get as much free time because they're not going to open up the yard for you. I you see. know, but. So it's, it's when you're, okay, you're afraid of something. So right? you're, yeah, you're yeah. in like, so you, you stayed with the GP. Is that what that, is that, what that kind of is? Is that what that kind of is? Like general pop? General, yes. General yeah. Yeah. Population? Yeah. I stayed, I stayed in the, they, okay. they, they call it gladiator camp and that's gladiator dorm when okay. you first go in. Okay. So everybody fights their first night and, um, <laughs> well, does someone well, just show, yeah, you yeah, just go, like, someone shows that? up like, all right, uh, Jared, so you're going to fight him or does one, someone one, come in and just no, knock? No, 100%. They got a corner. The guards don't care. They'll even poke their head around the corner and they get they watch fights all night. It's wow. yeah, it was it was it was pretty um Damn, dude. It was pretty nuts. But I you know, I got a boxing background. They don't let you wrestle in there. Right. They, yeah. I told you before, they don't right. like the wrestling because right. you know who you know who knows how to wrestle. Right, right. And the other guys that weren't taught that type of stuff don't like to get embarrassed like that. Of course. Yeah, you know now it's not fair. Right? So yeah. but um, you know, so it was it was uh you know, my first night, they, I was sitting in the little TV room, and I'm listening to everybody fighting out there. And sure enough, a guy comes in. He's like, hey. You know, and I, I said, what's up, man? Who is it? I'm like, what are, you know, and he's like, oh, you're going to fight? I said, yeah. I said, I don't care, man. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. Look at where I'm at. Yeah. So I, I walk out there, and then the guy that the guy that they wanted to do it, you know, he uh, I think he saw me over there getting ready, and didn't he wouldn't do it. And I was he, he would have much rather done that than – how bad they started messing with him. I see. So, oh, they really, they really uh, like picked on him afterwards. Oh yeah, yeah he yeah, he yeah. got they hazed him, dude. He got yeah, that was bad. You know, I, I mean, everybody who you know, you're so, out, you're out of the group at that point. So like, oh, I see. So at some point, you become like an outcast. So you have to fight, win or lose. You just gain. You get it's the, the best right, option. Right. They make yeah, it the right. best option. Right. Yeah. Well, not yeah. just not just that, but let's say I'm a bully. If I come up to you. And, you know, I'm seriously not about to go sit in the box for 30 days because I want some canteen or something you have. Right. But if you just give it to me, I'll threaten you and pretend like we're about to fight. But I'm not going to do that. So if right. you stand up to me, I might just, ah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? I got you, so, yeah. Yeah, you got to, yeah. It's yeah. It's almost like par like piranhas. Like they pick on like the weakest fish kind of deal. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. So. Or it's get, a, get enough of them where it doesn't matter how strong the fish is. Right, yeah. right, right, right. You basically right. just free snacks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, you won't uh, you back down. Why not? But yeah. I, I had a lot of um, all my family was sending me money though. Everybody was sending me money like every week. My canteen was going the balance and that the balance in my little account was going way above and beyond what I could spend a week. Forty five bucks a week, and I was getting probably <laughs> fifty, sixty bucks a week from. From them, and I didn't spend it all. So after time, you know, yeah, it builds up it accrues. Yep. So damn um, man, I could but, just man, I could just so okay. So what? All right. So that's that's your first like night. Did you get tested there often? Were you often like? How no, did you? no, no. The very first fight I finally got in. Um, he, he, believe it or not, the guy was bigger than me, um, and he. Um, so I, I, the guards, the guards liked me. 
Okay. You know, the guard, the guards, they, they, they like me. I, one of the guards was a fisherman and I lived in Cocoa beach for a while. Right. You know, I lived in, I lived over there. So right. we were talking about the Indian river, banana river and, you know, different right. fishing spots. And so I, I got to be the, 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 the house guy, yeah. you know? So when everybody else had to go hit the, cause I was at the work camp. So when everybody else got to hit the road, I, uh, I got to stay at the work camp and when people would leave, I'd, you know, mop up, clean stuff up. But I also got the best mattresses when people left, the best pillows. I like, got you. That's okay. You know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so one morning, man, my damn brother was on his way to visit me. I haven't seen him in like a year. And I go and I go to breakfast. I come back. My pillow's gone. So I'm like, man, I start looking around and I, I see a guy with it. He's a new guy. I should have noticed his shoulders were like that wide on the bed. <laughs> but yeah. I, I take the pillow and I just snatch it away from him. And uh, he right away, I hear him talking and following me. So I go to my bunk and I take off my shirt and tie my shoes, my shoes up a little tighter. And, and we get in there and uh, it was a good, you know, it, it was a good fight. But so you so you see him like like on the floor, basically, or outside of the cell with your. With no, no, your there's pillow. no cells. This is an open dorm. Oh, so I you see. can you can. Yeah, there's it's an open dorm. I got you. So um, and we have one corner where you go where the guards can't see it. Yeah. And as long as you stay in there, you can, you know, do your thing. Um, I got my eye split real bad. And that's what that's what gave us up. You OK, know? well. After he split my eye. He he would kept telling me I was bleeding. He didn't want to touch me while I was bleeding, and I so basically I wasn't gonna let it go. Yeah. So so I I broke the rule and I went out of, you know the yeah. paint the paint. Yeah. <laughs> I went out of the area and I followed him and I was like, nah, man, like I'm gonna attack you, dude. If you don't come back, you know. Yeah. Guard comes out because there's you know, and then he sees all the blood on my face. I told him I slipped in the bathroom just now and hit my head on the sink and, you know. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Wow. So. 30 days in the box, man. I read, oh. I read the Bible twice, front to back, like it was a book. Damn. <laughs> Jam. That is crazy. So, would you recommend it? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of interesting short stories, you know? Yeah. A lot of, a lot of interesting short stories. So, But um, then, uh, you know, that was, that was it, man. I, I got out. Um, so this is like, so two years passed by and like, w like what's, so what's your reflection on being, like being in, in that scenario for a long time like are you always on edge or you always always feel like oh. you're at war i mean i know there, yeah there, there's a tension in your shoulders that don't ever leave i got you they don't ever leave man you're always you know it, it's a weird um you know because it's i don't it's know not man. Safe. you're just yeah dude i mean just no nah, i mean just just take all the worst people you see doing shit that get caught and throw them in one place and there you know there you go yeah, you know, yeah. And, and the thing about Brevard, they call it gladiator school or gladiator camp because when you go to Lancaster or Indian River or somewhere and you do something violent, they relocate you there. My crimes were already violent, so that's why I went straight. I see. You I know, see. so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, it just it just sucks, man. But you also look around and you know uh, you see you see a lot of a lot of people, man. You just you feel bad because. You're like, damn, dude, I, I was raised like I was actually raised, you know, like I was yeah, in, yeah. in way better than this, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, um, you just know. an absence of uh, any kind of guidance. And then if they someone like you, right, who has just the natural ability and maybe, you know, gets upset over things, 
a bit quicker and then shows people why you shouldn't upset you, but with no morals, you know what I mean? Like yeah, just unleashed. Yeah. It's, it's a, you know, a lot of, just a lot of, I don't know, man, a lot of poor kids in there. Yeah. yeah. So. Damn, that's crazy. So how did you feel? So how did you feel? I mean, I mean, there, there's a lot of movements now for like prison reform to make the United States prisons a little bit more like, uh, like how it is in Europe, you know, where they actually like people don't serve as long a time. They're not violent, you know, especially in like Western Europe too. Like if, they, if, people go get an education. You can go to school, you go to law, you go to law school, right. and, you know, in places like that. Uh, Maybe even here too. I don't really know. Just the, the welding program. Okay. The, the, okay. My, my friend, my friend to this day, um, my best friend, we call him Biff pulled out of the house one day on a motorcycle drunk. We said, if you crash, your name's Biff. And, now for 25 years his name's biff um but uh that's that's my fishing buddy with the boat and everything he was he was in there with me at the same camp okay oh nice um you know and uh he you know his dad was all he dude this kid knew how to weld he knew how to do all this stuff before he went in so he became the head of the welding class okay all right he was on the main unit now being head of the welding class and having that much you know you can and make metal things. Uh, yeah. So he, he was he was an important guy there. Like I nobody, you know. So it was funny, you know, because like for me, I had money. I would help out everybody with stuff. But if you ever told me to buy you something, it was an issue. Right, of course. You know, so, um, uh, you know, so, so that's how I, you know, a lot of people respected me. And they'd ask me for, you know, stamps, whatever it is, you know. Um, and I'd, I'd always, I'd always hook them up with different, you know, shampoo or something, anything. Yeah. Um, but you couldn't tell me to buy you anything. Right, like, so, like come up and try to poke but, you and demand right. you, demand things from you. Right. Now, my friend, I mean, you know, if he can make you a shank if you want it, <laughs> you know, like, that's important to everybody. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, so the welding class, so my point is, is the welding class, you know, you're, you're, you're teaching the guys something that's going to give them a good wage when they get out. Right. Those guys will have a lot better chance then you dumping somebody else out that hasn't been doing anything but crooked shit inside of prison. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get by. And now, yeah. you know, what do you leave them with, man? Yeah, exactly. So that's, uh, yeah. So that's, that's the thing. I wish they, I wish they taught them more stuff to do. Yeah. I, I don't know how it works. I don't know if it's like, if it's required in these other countries to do that, or if it like, they'll, they'll like commute your sentence a little bit. You know what I mean? Like right. if you get, if you do this class and these classes or this certificate, then they bring the sentence down a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know how it is in America. I know most American prisons are, you could correct me if I'm wrong. They're for profit prisons though. They're not run by the state. Yeah. I mean, dude, look, when, when the road crew goes out, all right, these guys aren't learning nothing but how to get in waist deep snake infested water for the county or the state or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Stay stay with me on this. And they yeah. that's what they're doing. Yeah. Who, who's making the money on that? Yeah. And then yeah. when the little old lady walks across that has a property line with this and she wants twenty feet of her bank cleared, and you look over at your partner and go, Give us a couple hundred bucks, we'll have the guys do it. And and they do it and thirty minutes later you're out of there. You know, who's nobody's learning from that. Nobody's yeah. I mean, somebody's profiting from it, but right. it's not helping nobody. I so. got you. Well, it's That's helping crazy. them. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Damn. But, yeah, so. Um, Industrial complex, so what did, man. What did, well, what did it feel like when you got out? What did it feel like when you when you got out of prison? Dude, it like, was kind of nuts, man. I, I, I talked so much crap about where I was going to eat and what I was going to do first. And let yeah. me tell you, I went to my mom's house 
and just started heating up leftovers out of her fridge. <laughs> I just started heating up leftovers. Now, my dad, um, he got me a mobile home set up uh, north of here on the, my, my favorite river. He's been taking me there since I was a kid. It's on it's on Lake Russo where the Rainbow and Withlacoochee River come together. So I started staying up there because I had five years probation. Mm-hmm. But being young, I would come down to Tampa, and I ended up getting with this Buccaneers cheerleader that I went to high school with. Okay. And I started living at her house. Okay. And, right. um, you know, so yeah. that, that was kind of what brought me back to Tampa, you know. And then I I just, after that, you know, that was uh, interesting, you know, so. Okay. But. Well, so, all right, so, but you, all right, so, so you're doing that, like, you're out, like, did you, do you think that you felt like, you know, people have, like, shell shock or PTSD from prison? I don't. I like, don't, did you feel, like, no, I was happy to be out? Oh yeah, dude. I, I was, I was ecstatic to be out, but there was absolutely not a single habit or anything that I didn't drop the minute I walked out of there. I see that. Other than the tension in your shoulders. I see. <laughs> like everything else, dude, there was nothing that stuck with me there. Nothing, you know, but I, I, I wasn't, I guess I wasn't there long enough. Well, you well, I, I hear some people like, you know, guys that I've met with, like at the gym, like I was telling you the one guy, like, he's like. Man, I, I, you know, he was a good boxer. He, had, he was like five and zero, oh, and then he went to prison. And then uh, he, when he, when he got out, he was like, he's like, I'm not going back anymore. I don't care. I'm not driving. I'm not drinking. I'm not doing this. Uh, oh, you know, dude, that you know that part of it. You know what I mean? I mean, you, more awareness of not to. Dude, you know, I yeah, that part of it. Yeah, no, I. As far I, as like breaking rules or laws, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, man, I I didn't get in trouble after that, man. I I was on the you know I straight you. and narrow. I, I saw too much, man. It was yeah, yeah. So no, definitely that part of it. I'd never, yeah. If it if it, basically you look at something, you say, hey, if that can send me to prison, I'm not doing it. Yeah. The only thing I'd ever be scared of is the the knee jerk reaction and a physical confrontation that can get you, you know. Yeah. 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 But well, no, I just imagine, you know, like like Jordan, like he he spent time in Afghanistan, you know, and and then uh, you being in prison, like it's a, there's there's some crossover to that, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's like you're at you're in a fucking you're like in a war zone. Yeah, time, I mean, you know, I I I call it's a lot it, of know, crossovers. You know, actually. he he he, yeah. he did it voluntarily. I did it because of you know, yeah, stupid or whatever you want to call it actions. But it's once you get in there, I mean, you're you're surrounded by. You know, people and everything's kind of hectic. It's a hostile you know? environment. Yeah, so, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, well. So, all right. So, what? So, you get out. What? Tell us about like, because you had some travels afterwards, right? Like, yeah, so you, yeah. I, I, so you're, you're you're in Tampa. You're back in Tampa. You're with this. You know, kind of hooking up with this new girl. Kind of yep. doing your thing. So I, enjoying so I, freedom. Yeah. So I, I I I get out of that. You know, it got a little crazy. Um, one of the Bucks players one day, I won't say his name because I found out the other day he was married. I, just the other day I saw him in the club. Okay. And I found out he was married at the time, so I don't want to say his name. Okay. Because I have no idea what, even though this was 20 years ago. Um, you know, he she comes in drunk with him, and I'm standing there, and I don't know who it is at the time. You know, he's a big guy, but I don't give a shit. And yeah. I'm like, dude, who, what the, you're like, I'm about to tear something up. Yeah. Then two more players come in. One of them I recognize, and I'm like, "Holy shit! Like that's a Bucks player." Oh, that other guy. Oh, that's who it is. Yeah. You know, I started kind of, and they had some cheerleaders with them. Okay. Um, I don't know if they were all cheerleaders, but some other girls and stuff, and um, ended up working out in my favor, I guess, kind of weird way. Um, 
and I wasn't so mad about that, but I had a new respect for what was going on in this house. And okay. um, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I remember, uh, you know, one day her, uh, I, I, I was, this is how I got out of the house is I was, I was sleeping there at the house uh-huh. and, um, and there was a knock on the door and the door, I heard a key and it opened up and there's a guy six, four standing there walking in the house and he walks up and he, and I'm laying on the couch and he's like, who, who the fuck are you? And I stand up. I'm like, brother, you, you better back the fuck out. Who are you? And he said, this is my house and my daughter's staying here, but nobody else is allowed. I said, dude, I'll grab my stuff and go right now. I had no idea. She told me it was hers that her grandmother left. I don't know, but I, I left. Well, the guy called me back <laughs> and, and he, he said, Hey man, uh, <laughs> Missy gave me your number. Um, did you you fix the, the the pool screen and the pool pump and you know and I'm like, I'm like yeah dude I've been I've been and he's like man listen he, and then he then he like totally turns on his daughter he's like listen she's a mess she doesn't okay. do anything like if you if you're gonna maintain the house and you're gonna do this you guys can stay there I said okay cool good but, deal but then we I threw a party for her underage sister and you know that happened and I told you at the end of the party you know they called a wrestler. Oh, that's that, that that was then, huh? Yeah, yeah, that oh. was that was then, dude. So, yeah, man, I I. But tell the story of the wrestler. I yeah, like yeah. that. I like this story because so, I like I like hearing. It. So I, I went I went I went and bought a keg. I went and bought a keg and alcohol and stuff like that and threw this party. And her sister and a bunch of kids were over there and stuff like that. Well, when the cops got called, all these kids started just throwing their cups all around the yard and do it. And I'm just, dude, I'm I'm like, oh my god, if these cops weren't here. Like, uh, I'd be in trouble, you know? Yeah. And, and they all leave. Well, 30 minutes later, the kids show back up after the cops leave, and they're like, hey, we just want the keg. We just want, I'm like, bro, anything you left in this house is mine. You know, like, you're not getting anything out of here. I don't care if your wallet's in there. I don't, anything I find in here is mine. And the guy turns, and he's like, hey, call Will. Call Will. I say, hey, man, call Will. And I, I, I reach out to slap the kid, and I, <laughs> I, I miss him, you know? But I'm like, call, call Will. You know, he goes, and... So I'm in there, and a couple of my friends come over, and like an hour later, one of my friends says he's leaving, and he, and he goes out. He's like, Jared, there's a pretty shredded up dude out here that wants to fight you. I, <laughs> I, tell, my, I tell my friend, um, I, I tell my friend, I, I, I said, watch this, man. And I, I go out, and um, I, don't, I didn't know he was a three-time state champion for Chamberlain High School oh, in wrestling. And, uh, but um, like even now, dude, I'll thank God I landed the first punch I threw. Because it totally knocked him. I mean, it was bad. He his equilibrium was off, and oh, yeah. you know, so he just couldn't. You know, and um, that was it, man. That was the fight. You know, he walked around. I told him I was going to give him one more chance. He tried to walk up to me and couldn't keep it straight. And I just I backed away from him and went back inside. And they ended up throwing rocks and shit through the windows at the front of the house, oh. and they left. And then the next day, I found out he was this wrestler guy, and I'm like, well, there's not going to be a rematch on that one. You know? yeah. <laughs> so We already know who's better. Gonna... I won. It's fine. We'll keep that one in the, Perfect in the record. bag. But, yeah. yeah, so I, I moved out of there, and then, um, you know, I, 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 started, uh, I, I, I started my own tree service and stuff. I got a mobile home I lived in for six years, and – that's whenever I started kind of losing my my mind with stuff, man. Because I, I I did so much work. I tried my own business, and I just you know paperwork and the right licensing. It's all so much damn work just to yeah. come out on just top, to work. You know? yeah. yeah. So I um 
I ended up selling. Well, well, first I put in for my passport, and um, I put in for my passport. And whenever it came, I was like, "Holy shit, I can leave the country! I've never even flown in an airplane before, and I can leave the country." So my friend Bruce down in Fort Lauderdale, he's like, "Dude, let's go to Costa Rica, man! Let's go to Co-. well." He was going there to vacation. I sold everything I owned, <laughs> everything, all my tree service Say stuff, less. my dump trucks, my ch- everything. And um, want to go to Costa Rica? I'll fucking move there, <laughs> dude. That was it, man. Like, you know, <laughs> like shit, I, uh, man. All right. I, I messaged the manager of the heavyweight guy they had there, Carl Davis. He was twenty-five and zero at the time. And I was like, hey, man, I'm gonna be down there. And I'm gonna be in shape. So if he wants to spar, you know. And um, this in Costa Rica or in oh, in okay. Costa Rica? Oh, okay. In Costa Rica. So, okay. Dude, it was so. I um, I uh, I I went I went down to Fort Lauderdale, stayed there with my friend for a week. We took a train into Miami, flew to Costa Rica. He stayed with me for about I think like two weeks. Then he went home, and now it's like okay, now I'm I'm here. It's on, you know. Um, so I I started I got back in contact with the guy, and he you know the guy Carl was there, so. I had to drive a bus. I, I didn't drive. I rode in a bus for three hours into San Jose, sparred with this guy, and then three hours back, they gave me about 20,000 colones. Okay. That's about 40 bucks. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a lot. But, but yeah. dude, in my, head, in my head, it's all experience. The whole yeah. time you're there, you're always walking around going, damn, I'm in Costa Rica. Like, it's yeah, yeah. It's a weird... Um, feeling. So, so how did it go? How did the sparring go with him? Oh, dude, once I... I was petrified, man. Um, he, he was a big guy and 25 and 0, and... As soon as I went in there, man, and started laying a jab on him that my original trainer taught me how to throw. Right. I dude, I was like, no way, this guy's twenty five and zero. Like no way. Yeah, man. And um and it wasn't until the only thing he had on me was um a little bit of endurance. You know, he uh and and sparring and you know, after we got past like the the fourth round, the fifth round, sixth round, I started slowing down. He was keeping it up. So but um Dude, I was not, you know, and then whenever I went to the gym that's on the beach where I, I was staying at, the the gym owner was like, dude, he's fighting, you know, they call him the taxi cab drivers, but he's like, dude, they're, he's fighting, you know, yeah, like yeah. the so people he's fighting record. aren't, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, so, record. you know, I, I did that and I just ended up staying down there eating fish. I came back weighing about 197 pounds, man. Wow. And, dude, just in the bed. Like, whenever I'd come here, I'd jump in the boxing ring. Within a month of me getting back, I, I could go just – I could just keep going, man. I wouldn't get tired. So how long were you down there for? Uh, about eight months. Okay. okay. About yeah. eight, well, eight months in Hako and then a couple months in uh, um, uh, north of Timorindo. Okay. With, with my buddy who moved down there. So okay. Yeah, okay. I went and looked him up and found him and – you that's know, crazy, man. So living down, living in and living off the, what you sold, everything, right? So yeah. that's what you were going off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I just always made sure I had money, you know. Yeah, yeah. So enough to get back and enough to do whatever I needed to do. But you can't really work down there. There's nothing, right? So I got you. I got. Well, you. Um, there's just no work. Well, okay. He, so so in Costa Rica, you can like like if you come from America, you are not allowed to do anything that the Costa Rica that. Uh, a Tico or a Tika can do. Oh, okay. So, so if, 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 um, you know, if you, if you buy a, a restaurant, you can own it, but you can't get in there and cook. You can't, oh. you can't get in there and, and wait. You can't, can't do anything. take a job from anybody. Yes. Okay. You can, you can own it to profit, but you also have to, 
employ you know, locals. Like, like here, here you're not you're not going to open up a, a Chinese restaurant and just bring people and you know, um, I don't want to say screw everybody else, but you know, yeah, yeah. pretty much like you so keep the people busy, right? Keep the jobs so flowing, the money. Um, flowing. But it was interesting, man. It was uh, that was a neat one, and then uh, so I come I come back from there. And uh, in the meantime, while I'm while I'm in this shape and I'm 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 sparring and doing this stuff, um, you know, I got I got back into the into the boxing thing, but I also got into the into the the club business. Okay. You know, my friend called me and he's like, you know, this and that, and um, always an honest guy. That's why I mean, I, I worked at Deja Vu for four years. I've worked where I'm at now for twelve years, and in this business, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Everybody pretty else you hear about's bounced around and. Yeah. But, uh, 20 clubs kind of thing. Dude, I, so I had a manager, man. He said, I'm either going to fire you or make you a manager. But there's this one thing. Can you stop playing with the girl? I said, yeah, no problem. You know, everything else. He'd, he'd add money to my drawer, and I'd come up to the office and be like, hey, my drawer's over. I don't know what I did wrong. Or he'd take a little bit out, and I'd be like, dude, my drawer is short. Like, I don't know what. You know, he, he would test you like that. He was he was really good at what yeah, he did and yeah, finding out yeah, if you're true yeah. or not. And This is a deja vu. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So – um, so he trained you pretty well. Was yeah. that uh, what was the guy's name again? Ice. Uh, Ice. Yeah. Ice. Oh, dude, he, bro, he was the man. <laughs> like, um, I got a. Sounds like a cool guy. Yeah. No, dude, trust me, bro. He was. He was. He he knew. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Like the, he's the only person I've I've still ever met in this business that would put something into play, and sit in a room full of managers and tell us this is what's going to ha- start happening two or three months from now. And then it actually and then and, and do every time, man, like clockwork. I'm yeah, because like, that's like, rare you know, in the club business. Yeah, yeah, he he could he he was really good at that, man. Um, that is a good. Yeah, he was, he was he was real good. It's, and it's such a unique industry too. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, the strip club business in America is like you can't really describe it to any other business. You right, know what I mean? it's so niche. It's so different. You yeah. still can't strip there as an employee, just so everyone knows. <laughs> right, you know, right. They well, get upset. Right. Yeah. We saw what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to mention his name, but you won't tell that to one of our floor guys. Yeah, oh, fair God. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, man. So I, I I I did that, and then um, yeah, after working at Deja Vu for a little while, it kind of. It started taking me away from the boxing training and serious and all that. And then I got with one of the girls and she told me she wasn't on birth control anymore. And then she got pregnant and, you know, it kind of, uh, you know, but then um, I did, uh, I did pick up a sponsor for a short period of time um, with boxing. And, um, you know, that was, uh, that was interesting you know, I told I told you about the day my 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 guy called me and said, "Hey man, I got a guy here that wants to he 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 wants a heavyweight." I told him I got the perfect guy; he's marketable. And he said, "So we paid another heavyweight to come up here. I need you to come up here and knock him out." <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, "Dude, I haven't thrown a punch in six months, man." And Mike Mike his name's Michael Goldrush. Um, Dude never got the credit he deserved as a boxer. Dude, I I watched him piece Tarver apart. I watched him. Push ten guys out of the ring in a day, man. Just sparring with them, just yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So greasing them up and sending them home is what he used to call it. So, but anyways, um. Yeah. So he he called me. He told me you got to come up here, man. You got to do this. And uh, so I go up there, and um, it was kind of like like the first time I really was fighting where it's like, man, this guy's really trying to win. 
Yeah. You know, like it was the first punch. It'd been he, easy before dude, that. The first one, two he threw at me, I barely slipped, slipped the right hand. And if that thing would have hit me, man, I, I was like, man, we're trying to hurt each other. Right. So then I, I kept him off with me, kind of got my bearings for the first round. And then the second round, I started letting my right hand go. And um, I was fighting to win, too. I don't know if I ever really, you know, was pushing that hard either. But, you know, you're a little nervous. You're a little, yeah. you know, and I ended up knocking him out a minute into the second round. Just oh. like he said, then I got sponsored. Um I had to do the 2015. You either have to do 20 hours in the gym and run 15 miles a week, or vice versa. You know, that's the that was the minimum. And then they would pay guys for me to spar or see where I was at. And then I got my job over at Scores. Oh. My first night on the VIP, dude. I made 900 bucks. Oh, wow. and I was like, dude, <laughs> dude, this is more than I made in any week in four years yeah. at Deja Vu. Yeah, and and um, and then the next night it happened again, yeah. not quite as much. But I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, do they know what I'm making back here? Then I heard what the floor got, you know, and um, it was just the right time of the year, you know. It was it was you know it was it was the right time of year and everything, and uh, and I just kind of threw the box and, you know, I was like, "Dude, I'm not doing that." Yeah, like I, you know, so it's a hard living, man. You know, getting punched in the wake. You know, Dana White said it like this: like waking up in the morning, getting punched in the face is pretty freaking. You know, you try doing it. It's not hard. No, it's not easy. Dude. It's a tough. It's a tough road. And and it also you depends know? on what options you got in life. Yeah, of you course. Yeah. Like right some there, people the have first, none, right? The first, yeah, man. Oh, dude, if I didn't have any, I'd I'd have a extensive pro record. I can't promise you'd be a winning one, right. but I would definitely have one. Right. But when you have those other options, um, you know, yeah. it uh, it changes stuff. So yeah, absolutely. But then I I worked there. Um, you know, I worked I worked at Scores and. Uh, just uh, ended up getting into a, uh, 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 you know, me and my, my ex, we split up. Right. And uh, then immediately started fighting over my son. And um, I, uh, <clears throat> we immediately started fighting over my son. I had to get the lawyer, and that pretty much cost the, the whole nest egg that we had built up over five years, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but I did win full custody of him. Okay. I won, I won full custody of him. Nice. And um, thank God because uh, I don't I don't know if I would have been the, the one to have another guy around my son and get treated the way some of these girls you know I just yeah. got real lucky to not have to deal with that. Yeah. Um, and then whenever it was time, I, I let my son go back with his mom because I felt you know it was maybe a year and a half, two years after this, and um, you know I, I felt bad. Even my mom came to me and was like, Jared, if I didn't have you at this age, I'd lose you know. And I'm Okay, mom. Well, you know, so she she was set up and everything. So I sent him over there, and um, that's whenever. Um, let me rewind a little bit. When we started getting into the custody battle, my brother's a general contractor, so I had to do some type of work. I couldn't work at night. Mm. That's why I had to leave the club for a short period of time. And my uh, my brother was a general contractor, and he only does these high end remodels. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on um he only does these high-end remodels down on like harbor island okay so he's doing this big expensive remodel that's how i met the neighbor oh okay okay and she came over or well i walked past i said hey if you ever want me to trim some trees off the seat off the roof there i got the equipment at my house like i'm not soliciting or nothing right. just let me know i'm working next door so she asked me to give her a price and um that's the only time i ever gave her a price for any work you know 
I, I told my brother I'm taking off. I'm going over here tomorrow to do this. So I did that for her every day, man. She was back over at the job site. Jared, can you help me move this box? Can you help me do this? And finally, I just said, listen, write down a list and I'll give you one day a week. All right. And I'll, yeah. I'll show up one day a week and do whatever you want. And next thing I know, there's the condo over here, the condo on the beach, this place. And I mean, I'm going around wiping windows down and stuff, doing all, you know, doing yard work, just doing everything, cleaning pools. And, um, and you know, she paid me. So I did that for a while. Now, when my son went back with his mom, I'd known this lady for about a year and I went to her, I said, Hey, do you, you know, um, I know you got the condos and townhomes. Is there anywhere, you, you know, I could rent from you or something? And she immediately goes, I really wish you'd move in the guest house here. Like, we won't charge you anything. We won't, you know. And um, and uh, and and I was like, damn, you know. And I'm sitting there, and I, was, I remember cleaning the pool when she's telling me this. And she goes, I just hope your dog likes me. And I just stopped, and I turned. I'm like, I can bring my dog. Oh, <laughs> my Doberman. Yeah. And, uh, and she's like, yeah. And, I, I, dude, I was, I was like, all right, sold. I'm in. You yeah. Know? yeah. So I, 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 I moved in there, and next thing you know, I'm living around, like, <laughs> a lot of one percenters and shit. yeah oh on harbor oh yeah so people that don't <laughs> yeah. know harbor island is like the like the wealthiest spot in tampa right? yeah, yeah dude it's, i mean it's one of the wealthiest in america probably. yeah man i mean it, it's uh, i mean you got davis island that's where jeter's house is across right. the canal and stuff so but it's those two islands and uh yeah yeah man so i started living there and uh it was it was really interesting dude like yeah what, what a culture shock you know what i mean like you just dude yeah, because you imagine. Well, think about this. Like, you, you know, a couple of years ago, previous to that, you're in prison. Gladiator camp. Gladiator yeah, camp. dude. This is like, the opposite of gladiator yeah. camp. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's how, like I said, man, how many, what percent of people do you know that have been to prison? What percent of people do you know that have lived in another country? What percent of people do you know that have lived with the one percenters? It's, it's, it's like a lot of low percentages, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but, um, yeah, I, Dude, so I, I live with them, and, and, dude, let me just throw this out there. Um, if, you're ever, if you're ever dealing with anybody with money, all right, I mean, really anybody, period. But if you ever really want, you know, uh, well, let me, let me rephrase how I'm going to say this. Don't, don't ever ask people for anything. You know, you, you really shouldn't. You know, not, not in a bad way, but, I mean, if you, if you plan on, you know, wait, wait for them to come to you, you I'm know. Sorry. Um, out of respect well well if if, you know if 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 you're a multi-millionaire and i come up and i say hey man i got this great idea you just put up a wall (laughs) you just put up a wall and said this kid wants my money i'm not even talking to you you know and uh you know but if you um you know if you're friends with that person you know or if you need something one day that person's going to turn to you and say hey man how's everything going with you you know are you doing okay and all right, you know they're they're going to open up and ask. Well, is there anything I can do for you? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I don't want to talk. No, seriously, like, and they will break through and let you know it's okay to talk about money. It's okay to talk about business ideas. They'll let you know. Yeah, you yeah. know. And um, I didn't learn that until it happened. I just I never asked them for anything. Yeah, you know, I I never asked them for anything. You know, I, t- I took care of the mom, and I mean, there was there was a time where, um, you know, she was having a seizure. Man, I had to throw her in my damn truck and drive her to the hospital and you know that, that dude, um nurses trying to bring a wheelchair up and, and in my head i'm like you're wasting time man and yeah you know as bad as my back is i'm i'm carrying this lady through the elevator throw her on the bed that she always go to at moffitt cancer center and 
you know, and, um, and they, you know, they said one minute, five minutes, but not more than 10. Like it, it would have been an issue, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, just, I mean, crazy stuff happened like that, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I did that. I, I lived there with them, man. And I mean, she would, she'd wake up and at nine or not hers, but she would wake me up at nine o'clock. I'd work at night. Yeah. Yeah. Jared, will you wash my car for me? I'm going over to Clearwater and I'm like, Jeez. dude, I got to get up and go out in the sun right now and wash this car. Yeah. <laughs> and and I remember I, one time After I was working all night, yeah. getting home at five. You know, right. one time yeah. I was sitting out there and I'm rubbing the rims and I'm washing this car and the daughter comes over and she's like, I am so sorry. You should not be out here. And I say, hey, listen, one day I, I won't be able to, you know, like, and I really meant that. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, I really love the old lady I lived with, you know, yeah. like she was awesome. Like, you know, yeah. um, you know, 80 years old. She, but dude, she was cool, man. We had a lot of stuff like, you know, yeah. politically in common and all that stuff. And, um, you know, but towards the end, I didn't even see her that much, man. Cause she was in that gigantic house and I'm over in the guest house, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. but, um, you know, but yeah, I just, I told her one day I won't, I won't be able to come out here and do this, you know? So, um, one of the best times of my life <laughs> living over there. I gotcha. So what, what, so what happened? So did you end up like you, did you have to leave for a little bit, the uh, scores to go with them or? Yeah. Like? So her, okay. So the daughter, um, her mom got to the point where she couldn't be by herself. Yeah. Okay. And her daughter was petrified that if she put her with any type of other people, they were going to start doing that morphine, yeah, you know, start yeah. loading her down with that. Um, cause she just had cancer growing everywhere. So she got scared that she was going to get loaded down with that and, uh, and have a problem. And, um, you know, so she, they had a condo on the beach mm-hmm. in Clearwater and she asked me to come over there. And, uh, I mean, she asked me to quit my job. Like I need you around the house 24 yeah. seven, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, you know, the owner, I talked to the owner of the club and I told him and he's like, Jerry, go for it, man. You know? And, um, which, um, you know, that's, I mean, that's the guy I've worked for for 12 years, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, you know where my loyalty lies with that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but he said, go for it, you know? So, so I went over there and, uh, you know, man, it was, dude, it, it was, uh, it was really crazy, man. You know, just being in the, in the, in the condo this whole time and, having to wake up multiple times throughout the night to pick her up and put her in a chair, bring her to the bathroom, like stuff like that, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, um, like a, a caregiver. But, but going back to what you said, like the shock. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm, 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 I'm walking around in a damn prison in my head knowing, or just thinking to myself, like, I, I swear to God, you guys don't know how, how crazy I can get. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And now, now I'm, I'm in a $2 million condo on the beach. Helping them all late, like yeah. you know, yeah. and um, it's like an action movie when like they do the prison scene or like you're helping the lady, and then it's like five months earlier, and you're fighting, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you're like, how did he get here? You know, yeah, dude, <laughs> something like that. It, it was just, uh, it was crazy, man. But um, but as as you know, man. Um, so when it came time for the lady to to, that was it, man. She's got to be, you know, our 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 deal is done. Yeah, you know, um. The, her daughter, that's when, that's the first time we never talked about anything, money, never, nothing ever. And that's when, like I said, you don't ever ask for anything. You don't ever, you know, and she came to me and she said, Hey, so, um, 
so so what do you think you want to do i, I said well i i don't know you yeah. know like my whole life has been i, I don't know what, yeah. what, what do i need to do you know do i need to start looking for my own place do i need to she said well no i i you know what what, what would what would you like to do and i'm like well i would love to get a place have my son back move back in with me from his mom's you know i'd like to get something like that she's like well you know you can stay here on the island for as long as you want it'll just be you here at the house um but i won't have access to the big house you know so the the one it's like a real nice guest house but that's not ideal for me and my my son to live right, in right so um you know I, I told her i said i i would like to get something she said well why don't you look around and and show me you know and um you know they don't look at the same houses that we do right yeah, so yeah. The first house i showed her she like laugh at you a little it, bit it, it was worth yeah. x amount of dollars you know a quarter million dollars and i'm like and she's like is that really where you'd want to live I'm like man dude i would are you kidding me like i would love that house dude yeah you're just like you what know? that house you're like it's a house yeah, <laughs> man and um and then yeah she just um she said uh you know she 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 told me to keep looking didn't i say something about a lake one day and i was like okay so then i found one man and i i really like this one and um the market was kind of going crazy but I put in a bid on it. Somebody else outbid me, and we got into a little bidding war, and then it got up to the final figure, you know, and, and she, dude, I didn't know it was going to go down like that, man, but she just, she, boom, she wired it. Wow. Yep. Wired everything over to me, man, and, uh, and, and dude, I I bought a couple cars before, <laughs> financed. Yeah. But, dude, let me tell you, man, when you have that in your account, feels it. <laughs> that, that, that red carpet that they roll out for you is pretty thick, man. Yeah, like, okay. dude, I, I I walked into the title company and and it was it was uh, it was just crazy, man. You walk in, the wire transfer gets done, you sign some papers, you get a title, and you walk out, man. As easy as buying a dirt bike, cash. Wow, oh, like shit. you know, they Shot. sign the title over to you and you leave. Wow, like it, it was just it was crazy, man. So, but uh, I got blessed with that. Absolutely. You know? What a what a tree to cut down. Yeah, you know, like, just like I'm gonna go to work. You need help with those trees? Yeah, they, you could have his movie. You know, like yeah. this is why you cut trees. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So it, it's yeah, um, good gets returned with good. You know, yeah, yeah. redemption's possible. You know, so yeah, it's it's a uh, it, it's been crazy, man. And I, uh, you know, I I mean, I don't know how much more time we got. We are we are coming up on that, but we might have to do a part two. Because yeah. I feel like there's a lot more here, and I certainly don't want to rush it. You know, like I feel. Oh, would you be willing to come back? Oh, dude, it? yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We'll get you another Red Bull. You know? <laughs> dude, I, I don't even. I don't even drink sugar free. I don't know what. Yeah, oh, I know. put that it's there. Nick. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Nick. You know, he did it for the. You know. But um, if Red Bull wants to sponsor us, though, you got to turn the can. Certainly you know? available. Oh yeah, but dude, there's other. Um, yeah, it's I mean, Red there's. <laughs> Yeah, man, there's a lot of other stuff. I mean, I, I didn't know what, you know, so I kind of jumped towards the towards the end there. But yeah, like it, it's the groundwork. Uh, I really, yeah, because just talking with you, like uh, yeah. at the club and stuff on slower nights or whatever, like when he told me you were doing it, I'm like, this is going to be awesome. Like, there's some cool, <laughs> cool stuff. I really, well, like and I don't know how far we can get into it. You know, I don't, I yeah. don't know how crazy we want to, you know. Well, I don't think there's too many limits, but we'll, we'll uh, talk about it a little bit after this and just right. to lay it down. And the next time we can, uh, you know, yeah, uh, dude. Insert generic Absolutely. metaphor here. Yeah. Oh, you know, because I mean, you know, there's some more really interesting stuff we could talk about. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, 
But I, I mean, I don't even know you that well, and I'll be honest. I've told a chopped up version of your story. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I don't know. I, like, how was work? I'm like, there's this guy. <laughs> like, oh, the slap? Yeah, the slap. Or just your, like, um, just your story where I got in little pieces. I, I was like, I had so many questions for you, but there's stuff right. going on at work and shit. And I'm like, you're like, yeah, well, you know, I cut a dude's face and then um i worked for this lady and she had cancer and then i uh, fought in prison and that's why i cut trees you know and i'm just like what and you're like could you go do that and i'm like i really want to know more about this but like there's girls and stuff going you know like so i'm, I'm glad we got to to break it down i look forward to doing it again too um yeah, maybe yeah, next definitely. week or whatever is we are available and We'll definitely yeah, get a part two going. All right, man. You, you let me know. Nick, yeah. let me know. Thank you, Jared, Jared Brock, yep. guest today. <laughs> man we'll himself. See, <laughs> we'll see you guys uh, next episode. We'll talk All about right. the slap. All right. All right. Big guys, All right, little ties. <laughs> Thank you, sir.